Greetings, travelers, and welcome to the Geronimo Draws podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Mike and Steve as we revisit Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. In preparation for our lightspeed rewatch of every Star Wars film leading up to Rise of Skywalker. Also, be sure to rate, subscribe, and share as it does help the channel grow. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Geronimo Draws podcast. This is Rob, and I'm joined by two special guests today. Two. Yes, indeed. Michael Delavan from my YouTube channel and Stephen Babino. Hi. How's everybody doing? Oh, I'm good, man. <laughs> Fantastic. Excited. We just finished watching episode one, Phantom Menace, Star Wars. I said that in the complete opposite order. <laughs> it's supposed to be Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. But anybody who's one. probably watching this or listening to this, I should say, knows yes. that <laughs> Phantom Menace is Star Wars. Yeah. And um, this is episode one or the first uh, episode of our Lightspeed to Skywalker rewatch. I like that. Right? I like that very much. <laughs> it's the great rewatch. Uh, yeah. So we're going to watch every Star Wars film leading up to Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker and yeah, uh, Phantom Menace, okay, man. First, first thoughts, just like on a, how did you like it? Okay, so you uh, can start, Rob. Okay, you want me to start? Yeah. Honestly, I absolutely loved it. It's been a long, long time since I last saw this film. Agreed. And I think because I'm older. Uh, I, I noticed a lot of things I did not pick up when I saw this when I was younger. A lot of things, especially like artistically. I have an incredibly newfound appreciation for this film. Absolutely. Right on an, an artist and an artistic yeah, visual level. effects level. The backgrounds. Oh my There's God. so much motion happening in yeah. every scene. Yeah. I, first off, I'll just say that, and I mentioned this before, every background where the characters are speaking, it feels alive. Every environment feels like it's lived in, you know. Uh, it's bustling. Yes, I could say. especially, especially uh, Coruscant. Yeah. Yes. Planet of one single giant city. Yeah. And and I, I was amazed. I turned to Steve so many times. I was like, this was made 20 years ago? <laughs> yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. It, for a film that's 20 years old, that holds up incredibly well. Now, did George Lucas go back and retouch a bunch of things? I don't I'm think he sure did. I'm not sure about the CGI because some of it looked really well done. It looked fantastic. If it is the Blu-ray version we watched, yes. I do I, believe he did retouch and add a couple elements in that weren't in the original. Like Yoda, for sure. Um, yes, because Yoda was originally was a, puppet. a puppet. You were talking about this you know, being a movie that you loved, this one was and still is my favorite right. one. Th this is not Mike's the, favorite. you know, not everybody's favorite, but it was my favorite. At the time that it came out, I was a kid and mm -hmm. this was the ultimate Star Wars for me. Wow. It just, I loved Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and I related to Anakin's character. It's and true. Yeah, it was kid. just, it was my favorite and still is my favorite. Sure. I too, I have not watched it <laughs> since I was a kid. And I was hesitant to watch this movie right. because I was also a little excited too. I know, yeah. It's a nostalgia factor, but uh, I remember hating this movie. Yeah. And rewatching it, I absolutely loved it. Right? I loved everything about them, <laughs> except yes. 
except for Jar Jar Binks. The Gungan in the room. We had to we had to address everybody's I, Oh man, I could yeah. not wait. I wanted him to die in yeah. every scene. I, I have to say, uh and that's something I I, I loved rewatching it as well. I thought it was great. But Jar Jar, especially in the beginning, is just too much. Yeah. Too much. And he was actually okay in the Gungan battle. Yeah, I, he was funny because that was it, like it was. He was clumsy, and he accidentally saved the day right. in a way. The comic relief does work in certain. I think, like you said, it's too much. But otherwise, no one was laughing really. Right. I was actually giggling over the C three PO banter with R two D two when he's like, "What do you mean, my?" Pots are showing. <laughs> and he doesn't have he doesn't have any covering yet. He had the gold. Naked. <laughs> that was really good. But if we were to go to the beginning of the film, I really enjoyed the build-up and the introduction of Jedi. But but like Jedi. Right. Because this is actually when we go back now, the first time we ever saw two fully fledged Jedi. Because right. all we've seen is Obi-Wan old in the original trilogy. Kind of like a Jedi past his heyday. Right. And then... Vader. Well, Vader, who's an evil Jedi. So we see... Right, Sith, I guess yeah, you could right, say. Sith. Yeah, right, Sith. So we see what it's like for a fully-fledged dark uh, Sith board. And then we have someone... Luke. who Yeah, Luke, who's trying to train, but we're understanding with him. Right. You know? So we're kind of learning as he goes on his journey. So everything he learns, we learn. But here, we're introduced to Qui-Gon, who is a fully-fledged Jedi master. Exactly. And they're already a force in the galaxy. Yes, exactly. That's the biggest thing, too, because they're extinct in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So they're already a force. And and also, what I really enjoyed about that scene when they're you know they're waiting in the, in the Viceroy Gunray, Gunroy, mm-hmm. right, of the Trade Federation, they have them in that room, they're afraid of them. And that, I thought, was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, as they say, they're ambassadors, so they're supposed to be these peacekeepers. But right. obviously, they know they how can to... wield justice. Right. <laughs> so they do have, like you said, a very strong, powerful presence where they brought the Jedi in to make a deal. Yes. Right? This was going to happen no matter what. Right. Yeah. It backfires, obviously, when... Uh, they want to kill them. Pal- well, well, the Emperor yeah. Palpatine gets involved. Secretly. Right. Well, what is he? He's the Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace. Oh, speaking of, of yeah, yeah. 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 It's, uh, and then that whole scene, then they introduce the Droidicas, you know? Oh, right, who actually, which are actually called destroyers. Oh. Right. So when you hear Obi Wan say, he, he says, Master Destroyers, but they call them Droidicas. Uh, it's so, yeah, really funny because how in depth oh, this they no doubt. thought yeah. about what the characters would say, how they would say it, the world around, like you said, the depth of, oh, yeah, no, just uh, every bit of this was so thought out, so pre-planned. One thing for sure that I never noticed, well, because you know you're young, but wow, the attention to detail uh, and to the races, to the different cultures, yeah, completely different. The wardrobes. This is like, it was on a grand scale. Unbelievable. Yeah, they had the budget for this. No. <laughs> they were like, you can do whatever you want to do, Lucas. Right. No, absolutely. And 
the thing that I really loved was how badass Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are in that opening. They wield the Force. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so great to see how they feared them because they were a Force, literally, pun intended, to be reckoned with. To be reckoned with. Oh, yeah. So, love that. And then we get to the Gungan planet where we are infamously introduced to Jar Jar. But I do love the look of the Gungan city underwater. Oh my God. Very cool. And like we said, taken to a different place and it's completely different from anything in the movie. Right. Right. Even how they function, right? You have a different type of... uh, They have their own language. Yeah, exactly. And how they do things when it comes to... You have one leader who has... Because he even says to you, he goes, consult your gods. At one point I heard Qui-Gon say, he goes, your gods demand that his life is in my hands when Jar Jar speaks, you know, that he has a life debt. Very interesting. And that's that's a unique element that like doesn't exist in the Naboo culture of a life debt. So You're totally right. See, there was incredible world building. It really was. Religious, political, every element. There is a lot. time. Yeah, he definitely did. I mean, I think personally that the reason there was a big backlash is because obviously, how the hell do you top the original trilogy? Right. You can't. It's it's it set the bar. Yeah, right. The bar this the bar was set so incredibly high. And personally, retrospectively, and as a creator myself, I think Lucas did make a bold uh, move and I think the right move. He's an innovator. He really is, even with technology. And wow, did some of those backgrounds—they look gorgeous. Right. And even the, Jar Jar the at the paintings. time. Say what you will about the character himself. Right. That at the time, like you said, twenty years ago. Right. I mean, that visual effect of just Jar Jar in general was an incredible achievement. The Gungan City, what you're looking at, and the music. I mean, yeah. the, the choir. That's a whole oh. separate. I mean, oh, yeah. when you're going in, sound design of this movie was something to kind of compare to the greatest. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How no. about the makeup effect between the play between Natalie Portman and Kira Knightley? I, I love that. See, I didn't notice that the first time I saw the movie. Neither did I. And now looking for it, I was like, wow, that's, oh, okay, that's Kira Knightley. That's Natalie Portman. It's smart. Very smart. It's very, very smart. Everything was intentional. And, Wow, yeah, it's it's so funny how you can see things now. And maybe this also helps because we see the whole picture, and that's the thing, how people judge films without seeing the whole picture. Sure. But seeing the entire saga, although we didn't see, we're still waiting for Rise of Skywalker, like it really does fit knowing Anakin's trajectory, you know? Well, Speaking, gonna, yeah, speaking, speaking of, of, yes. Okay, then we get to meeting Anakin for the first time. Right, we're on going Tatooine. To Tatooine. And that's another thing, real quick, building upon what he already said. So we saw one aspect of Tatooine, you know, but we never saw the gambling and basically, they basically like drag races. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> but like, it's what I love about Tatooine in general is that there's no sort of control, there's no like organized society. It's run by. Gangsters yes. and thieves. Yes. Right. Everything the, their order is essentially that you don't cheat. When you gamble, you either pay up or we'll probably kill you. Right. Yes. Right? Yes. Because once the pod race ends, 
and um, I forget that character's Watto. name. With Watto. He doesn't want to. He doesn't yeah. want to pay, and he goes, "You want to take this up with the huts?" And then he knows, "Oh God, yeah, he's a, that's the one law: you pay your debts or whatever." Not it is, gambling. Whatever you you pay your bets. You pay your bets. Yeah, right, yeah your bets. there you go. Yeah, no, absolutely. And man, I gotta say, people were way too hard on the kid who played Anakin. I thought he was great. I thought he was great. I thought he was fantastic. My God, people are terrible. And that's pre-Twitter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This poor kid got sent death threats oh. every day telling him he ruined Star Wars. Can you imagine? I, first off, I love Jingle All the Way. <laughs> well, that's the best Christmas but, uh, <laughs> movie ever. That is but, my favorite. But this poor child, literally, uh, I think there's a whole documentary on him or something. Is there? Absolutely uh, terrible. Uh, well, same with the guy who played Jar Jar. He was, you know, he, there's moments he wanted to hurt himself. Yeah. Same with the kid. Yeah. Really terrible. And you know what? It's not their fault. The kid was actually great. I thought he did a great job. And, I do too. But uh, I want to go, I just want to move on to the uh, the scene between him and his mother. We'll talk about the pod racing and everything. But yeah. I just talking about the kid's acting. Yeah. Yeah. And that scene when he's leaving. Oh, man. Did, you not, did that not make you want to cry? Oh, yeah. It's, it really did. I, I think knowing what we know, what happens to her, yeah. it oh, makes it even sadder. God. Because he goes, will I ever see you again? And he starts to cry. Yeah. And you know the next time he's going to see her. Right. His optimism. That strength is a mother. Yeah. Right. The next time she's she's in the Tuscan Raider camp. She's been beaten, beaten and tortured. tortured and, and, and God knows what. Yeah. It's absolutely horrible and you could just see how like even the life he has is like he's a slave you know and that's the thing and also the, the messianic you know theme of him you know how he is the savior because he basically has i quote a savior's birth the living force he's right. neo he's neo <laughs> right he's christ you he's know that's christ. the whole he's thing jesus and what I find interesting is that they pick Tatooine, which is the most, supposedly the most what revolting place in the galaxy. And there's no doubt in my mind that Lucas was pulling from the Bible, which says uh, when Christ says he's from Nazareth, they say nothing good can come from Nazareth. Hmm. Interesting thought. So that's why no one believed he was the Christ, because, you know, you come from the filthiest place. So very interesting. There is no doubt. I guarantee you that Lucas was trying to hark on that. And wow, man! Like it, it was, he he did a really good job. That kid. And the same could be said for Ray with uh, what's that play, Jakku? Oh yeah. Oh, right. oh, we're same. gonna get into that. I'm telling well, you right, right now. We'll get there. This is supposed to be <laughs> one movie in a series that we're gonna do of right. every Star Wars movie. Separate, right? Juxtap- the the seeing it now, is- right? Yes, it's very similar to Ray. She's a Skywalker. She, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's very his life on Tatooine is very parallel to her. Yes, on Jakku, absolutely. Mm. A natural <laughs> technical ability. Right? She can pilot. She's his granddaughter. <laughs> she, <laughs> she can pilot. Strong will too. Uh, she does, he doesn't back down to Sebulba. Right. She doesn't back down to the to that alien who's trying to take the BB-8. Uh, BB-8. That's right. He. De- that's right. He, I didn't notice that. He defends, he helps Jar Jar against the Bulba. She helps BB-8 from that creature. Right, and he threatens to kill the kid. That's cool. He says, that I could have killed him. But now, let's get to the Padres real quick. Mm. Because this is Mike's oh, yeah. bread and butter. He, 
fantastic. I got to say, rewatching that, and you brought up an amazing point that I never realized. For the first two rounds, there's no music. No music. Mm. Sound design. It's just the sound of the pod racers. Yes. Going. (laughs) Right. And you can tell the element that that's supposed to show, in my opinion, is beautiful sound design creates that tension because all you're getting is the power and strength of these machines, the speed, right? We're supposed to build that danger and risk that this kid is taking, that it's all riding on him. And then you were absolutely right. That third uh, lap, suddenly the music kicks in. Well, the music kicks in when the danger comes. Right, right. And that uh, little trickery that Sebulba pulled. Yes, and he ends up getting tied with Sebulba, and then all of a sudden the music comes on. It's yeah. Like, dun, 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 dun. That Amazing. Was, that was really great. And what an, oh my God, what an epic race that is. Because you have the Tuscan, so you're riding out into the, it was like Mad Max almost. Yeah, it is. Because you're riding out into that, in that, you know, uh, I guess wilderness in a way, but the not abyss, a wilderness. Yeah, that's yeah, dark. yeah. That, that desert that's just, just emptiness. Yeah, filled with danger. The Tuscans, they're not even part of it. They're no, just they shooting just at them. they just camped out just to shoot at them. Like that alone is and dark. It adds to the beauty that is Tatooine because it's like, <laughs> whatever happens to you guys is just like, oh, That's Tuscan it? Raiders right. camped out on the side. You know, like it's can't a control hostile that. place. It's skirmishes, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, it's a hostile place. And I thought that was so cool. And the ships are getting destroyed, like it's like almost twisted metal, like you know right, what I mean. Because <laughs> there's even uh, you see at the one point, Sebulba throws the screwdriver and like throws it into the other guy's turbine, <clears throat> like blows the motor. Oh. Right, foul play is not something that's you know frowned upon. It's like yeah. he's not, you're not disqualified for right. that. Whatever it's you got to do. Get to the end in three laps. That's and it. Be in first. That's it. And it it was it was intense. And I like the little build up with Sebulba. Like you really do feel like he is this threatening antagonist, especially because he's won every match. Exactly. You know, and by cheating and by cheating. Yeah. Right. And Anakin wins yeah, fair and square. He's killed people. Like yes. You clearly. No, he's, he's done horrible things to get the wins every yeah. time. Really great world building, especially putting in, I guess, uh, Jabba's wife. I don't know what that was yeah. in the back. <laughs> I don't, yeah, is it, because you Mrs. can't Hutt? think it's the, yeah, Mrs. Hutt. Right, and I thought about that too, because it can't be a son, because obviously no, that's in him. the other ones, you would think, yeah. then where's the kid in the other ones? But I, what I love about, though, is looking at it, you're like, wow, wait a minute. This little pod racer's daughter is going to kill Jabba the Hutt, yeah. which is so, so much later cool. On. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. I, you, know, you know what? Another little detail I love. There's a lot of world building and character. People say this has no character development. There's a little moment with Jabba that just completely, completely adds to his character. It's so subtle. These little creatures are on, he's on a balcony. And these little things, I don't know if they flew there, whatever. We don't even know if he's eating them. Right. They're on the edge. He looks at it and he just, he's just so sick of it. He actually just kicks it it off. Flicks it off and it just screams down to its death. I assumed that that was uh, the racer died, and I believe that he bet on that racer, and that's why he flicked the thing. Ooh, oh, maybe that's an interesting maybe. Thought. But still, it's just like he just went and killed it. And I was like, that is like he has no sympathy. No. Yeah. See, I took it as he's so bored, like he. That's could what I thought. Less, right. Because he's also sleeping, <laughs> and they w- right. So it's sort of this is. I prefer to watch someone because. When you see him in the other movies later on, 
He's feeding people to a rancor. That's already. right. So, I mean... That's right. And it's for enjoyment, too. Right. We're getting some type of character building, like you said. How about the thing you caught when An- uh, Qui-Gon is talking to Watto? Oh, my God. I could not believe that. in the background... Darth Maul's probe droid. Never noticed that. And I don't know. I have to say, folks... That's how Darth Maul knows how to find them. Exactly. I never noticed that right in that scene. Because then following that scene, they're going back to the ship... And then we have the first time ever in, what, a millennia, uh, Sith and Jedi lightsabers clashing. And we really take for granted what that moment is. They, a Sith has not revealed itself in, in thousands of years. Right. And they do a good job of establishing the strength and danger of them. Yes. Just sort of like, you know, take off. Like, tell them to, like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> tell them to take Hurry off. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Such a cool scene too. Can we just talk about Darth Maul? For oh a yeah, minute? let's yeah. do it, please. Yeah. First off, his voice is All Right, what does he have? I'd say he has two lines. Two scenes that have a, yeah. yeah, right, that have some dialogue in it in the whole movie. When they're on Coruscant, you know, it's and uh, he's with he's with Palpatine and he's like at last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. There is a build up. This movie, you know what then what the thing is? This is like the setup movie. It's building the world of the prequels. The universe. The universe, yeah, the actually. Galaxy. You're really right. So, and in my opinion, it does it very well. Because you're getting that, the whole thing with the antagonists that these guys have been in hiding for a long time. Mm. And you think the Phantom Menace is Maul. But obviously we know it's even deeper than that. It's a, it's a menace you can't see because it's a phantom, right. which is Palpatine. So damn good. But, Maul, go ahead. Just the most badass character oh my God in heaven. you could put in any movie. Dude, we're talking villain cranked to 11. He's First off, the presence that he has on screen. He, doesn't have, he didn't have to say anything. No, and I think Lucas knew that. Because I don't know if he filmed more scenes, but he know with dialogue. And I think he realized, like, he doesn't need to speak. Let him speak for the few times where he has his voice. Oh, even just the looks, the oh, eyes. Right? He speaks with a lot of, you know, you see dialogue so, lists or what, what's it? Uh, not. I'm trying to think of the word when you kind of uh, speak with a uh, body language. Yeah, he speaks yeah. with a lot of the body language of just his facial expression and exactly. You, you do and not isn't get that so much more powerful oh. than saying anything. That's why the retouch of uh, Return of the Jedi. At the end, when he says no, when Darth Vader says no, oh, right. when, I refuse yeah. to hear it. Yeah, I, I refuse know. to hear it because it's so much more powerful when he just picks up the Emperor and throws it. With no words, yeah. You don't need any words. You don't. Right. You don't. And it's funny that he, he felt that that scene was needed. But we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to that. Yeah. But juxtapose to Darth Maul, you know, like the silent villain. It's great. Like even when he, when the doors open and him and Qui-Gon with Obi-Wan fight, he doesn't music say anything. Kicks on, yeah. He doesn't say anything. That scene is a work Well, you'll notice that there's no music there either. So when the doors close, right, <sighs> and he's waiting, and yeah. all of a sudden, all you just hear the, the sound of the, va- uh, the saber, uh-huh. and it shuts off, and he's just waiting, and there's silence. That's it. Oh, you mean when the when they're separated in the by middle the of the fight? Yeah. In the middle of the fight, yes. yes. 
Even that's a great that's thought. That's tension. Oh, we, oh. All right, all right. So okay, we'll I'm sorry I'm, I know, I'm I know. sorry I'm jumping, but he's, I just, I love Dude, this character so much. I felt like a kid again when that scene came on. We got to get, we're going to get to that because it's just ridiculous. So we were at pod racing, which right. obviously, even when you know, like just speaking, we've seen the movie, obviously, I've specifically seen it more than several times. Yeah. That scene still my body still has this moment of like, is he going to win? Me too. I don't know why. I because was I've seen it. And I still get that moment of like, it's wow, your heart racing. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. And I'm like, what am I doing? I know he wins, but I was really tense. It gets me every time and I can't tell you why. Other than I think you are absolutely right. I think the sound design, the fact that your first two laps yes. bring you no music. Forces you to pay it, attention. Yeah, And it adds at that end of... Is he going to win, right? Everything's riding on this. There's just so much character development. And and even his, uh, you know, you see the kid refusing to give up. So many moments that. where it's like, you know, it, he's nearly all is lost, right? He loses one of the couplings and like he's spinning out of control. Yeah. I and- love how he attaches it with the metal thing and he grabs it, you mm-hmm. know, and he, he puts it together. He really is, you know, there's no doubt that there are more, I don't want to say it in a negative way, uh, child... Uh, elements to it you know because look anakin is a kid so he's gonna gear that arc toward kids and some of the you know the the comedy Mm -hmm. so i don't fault him for that in retrospect now i understand i think because i was older but as a kid you know a younger kid anakin is actually a cool character to look up to i loved him you know i I wanted to be him and part of me thinks that's why people hated him maybe because everybody wanted (laughs) i wanted to be anakin yeah Freak him. I could see that happening. Right. That's part of it, probably. But, yeah, I- incredible. And yeah, so then where do we progress from there? Oh, right. Now we get to now they bring him to Coruscant. And so, that again, that gut-wrenching scene with the mom, when you're just like, God damn, you know, like, this is going to be so much worse for him. Because he already is impatient, right? He's a little bit cocky as a kid. Mm. There's no doubt, which is interesting, because Hayden Christensen does carry that on. You know that yeah, element, the, kind so, of the ego. Yeah, the ego. So confidence. He, yes, he's a kid and he's overconfident. And he's confident, but I think, look, how could the idea of you know you're the chosen one, you're this and that, not fill your head? Right. It makes perfect sense why he would be a little bit of a no. You know what I mean? Like I, you told me, I'm the chosen one. I'm this and that. Right. So I'm gonna. It's gonna be interesting now, watching Attack of the Clones right after this. You know because now. We see how he has that as a kid a little bit. And Qui-Gon tells him he's going to be more patient and be more mindful. So that's interesting. But now they take him to... Coruscant with another beautiful world Oh my God. in itself. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I nudged Steve. I was like, look at this. This is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. That's beautiful here. Yeah. Uh, for, for special effects that are 20 years old. I mean, you look at the Scorpion King. I mean... <laughs> Yes. It looks yeah. terrible. Yeah. And that was like 2000. I think that was like a year later, maybe. Like, this looks great. Still today. Yeah. Yeah, still today. So then the Jedi Council. That was, you think about that addition to the Lord. That's the first time we see the Council. And now we see different races of species of Jedi. And we have Yoda at the head of the Council and everything. So that's a whole element, the Jedi Temple. That's the first time that's all introduced. And that's all new to us because we're like, whoa. So I think what's hard too with people who watched the, the film back in the, when this first came out, maybe they had obviously crazy expectations. 
but it's hard because you have to settle your expectations. You know what I mean? Sure. Also, not to mention the first New Hope came out in 77. So now go to, what did we say uh, Phantom Menace came out? 1999. Oh, 99. So you've got a lot lot of age from the people who fell in love with these movies as they were kind of teens or kids. Absolutely. Now they're adults. And not just the movies, but the lore that came out afterwards. Right. All the things that's considered legend now. Yeah. All of those people grew up with that lore and and that type of sci-fi, and this is something completely, completely new, yeah. completely different. That's yeah. that has the name Star Wars attached to it, exactly. and that's everyone was like, "What the hell is this? This is not, not Star, Star Wars. Wars. This is right. not Dash Rendar. Right. This is not you know like this is not the Millennium Falcon. True, right? You know what I mean? So I guess the backlash is that's where the way I see it, that's where it came from. No, no, that's a good point. That's a good point because that's, that's decades decades of people following the expanded universe right and i believe lucas had the intent of bringing in a new generation he did creating a new and he did i was one of those kids oh absolutely so i that's why sometimes when i watch the new movies like uh last jedi and uh force awakens some elements i obviously critique really hard because of how much i love these movies but a lot of me steps back and has to say that if i am a kid and I watched this, and this is my first introduction to Star Wars. Do I care about any of that other past yet? You're not going to care is about it. Amazing to <laughs> yeah, me, I'm exactly. Sure. Right, right. So I try to put myself in that role sometimes to recognize that maybe this my, just right, isn't my for niece, just my us. My niece loves Ray. Right. Yeah, Ray's her hero. Yeah, right. you know. So it's 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 interesting to look at it from that lens. Right. And again, we don't, and we're going to talk about this. We still need to see the final piece of the puzzle. Exactly. Because. As a whole. Rise of Skywalker is supposed to bring everything together. So, yeah. But now getting back to the Jedi Temple. Now, they don't want to train him, which blows my mind. They say he's too old. How the how old do you have to be? An infant? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, from the start, I guess. Cause my God. Qui-Gon says to uh, the mother in the beginning, he goes, had he been born in the Republic, we would have identified him early. So you can make that argument that born in the Republic is essentially like, by the time they are born, they could like the Jedi tell the Medicorian. Yeah, yeah, already Medichlorian knows count. right out of the gate. It's like this is a candidate. And how cool is that? The Medicorians? they have these cellular things. And you know what's funny? I hated it when they first right. revealed that. I hated that. I hated everything about that. Tell me, did you not think it was really cool? In I this love now? it. <laughs> yeah, I never liked it. I'm gonna name my daughter Medicorian. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Like, I love the idea that there's these things that are basically... It's in your cells. Yes, the essence of life. It's actually brilliant. And it speaks to us. And we connect with that essence. And that can bring us to almost an enlightenment in a sense. That's how you know of the Force. How sophisticated is that? Yeah, I, that's a bold move. It is a bold move. you don't get that in any of the old original trilogy. No. So he went in there and said, listen, this is how I, I view the Force. And people were like, screw you, that's not how I view it. Yeah. But it's such a shame because that's actually beautiful. Because it's connecting with like the essence of life. That's right. Like Jesse from Breaking Bad. Science bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Another great series. Yeah. Hundred percent true. Like I'm not gonna lie, when he explained that, I went, Quiet God. Yeah. Like, I, I never, never connected with me before. And I definitely think as an adult, 
God, that's what's so brilliant about these films. You could come to these at different ages, different periods in your life, and suddenly things that you never paid attention to will scream at you. And you're like, oh my God, I've fallen in love with this again, but now- For different reasons. For different reasons. That's why they're timeless. And right. never like the midi-chlorian thing at the time, love it now. Yep. So right. one of those you. elements as an adult too for me is like you had discussed when it comes to Coruscant. Yeah. You look at how in depth and how detailed oh my Lucas went into making sort of the iconic but so generic atmosphere that like the the human race that we live in right. like the iconic city is oh. a planet. Yes. The iconic desert is a planet. You know, we oh, have Tatooine right. is you know, maybe the Nevada, Las Vegas desert <laughs> of just like Sin City, whereas, you know, Coruscant yeah. almost has this feel of like the most intense bustling city. You know, one could say almost Hong Kong, Tokyo, New York. Yeah. You know, but on a scale yeah. of an entire planet. Right? Now, it, do they not? Obviously, I'm, I'm sidetracking to Force Awakens. Is that what gets blown up? Coruscant? Does Starkiller Base destroy Coruscant? Um, you know what, Ned? It's funny you say that. I'd like to come back to that. Have I to think you are correct. Yeah, I think yeah. he is too, but, but I don't we, know. So yeah, but we will research that when we talk about before we talk about what's our the planet Force that the Death Star blows up in uh, New Hope? Is that oh Alderaan? Alderaan. Alderaan. That's Alderaan. Leia's planet. Which we yeah. one planet we never know about is Leia's never planet. Seen. Yeah, you know yeah, we, we do see it. We go there. The end of three. Revenge of the uh, Revenge of the Sith when Bail Organa is holding uh, Leia. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that. Okay. 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 I don't play around. This is, this, no, but you see, this is why I love that we're doing this because each film is gonna, I think, bring moments that I might have not noticed, you might not know. Yes. You know, Steve might it's just so cool to kind of bring it back to a different age where I didn't right. notice things as a kid. Now I see as an That's adult I and saying. I appreciate exactly. it in a different way. Yeah. So they don't want to train him, which is very interesting. And uh, they have a very tight, tight rules. But also you see, this is another thing too. Who's the first Jedi that Anakin ever meets? Qui-Gon. What does Qui-Gon do? Defy the council. Right. Mm. See the what most, I mean? Which he's done before. Which apparently, right, exactly. That's you why, caught that line? Well, yes, because that's why he's, he wasn't a Jedi Master on the Council. He I, would have been had he not been a defiant person. I never caught that line before. And who, who would Anakin respect more than the man who gave him Thank you. his Thank you. You know, ability and his freedom. to become a Jedi? His yeah. freedom. Oh, the right. ultimate. Let's not just forget, he, gave, he got him his freedom. So that's the Jedi he's going to connect with. Oh, saved him. He saved his life. So, and he's going to take traits from that. And what, he was a defiant guy. So yeah, one could almost make the argument because Qui-Gon died when Anakin was so young. Maybe he would have trained him a different way to actually not be so defiant. Because right. you see Obi-Wan not really follow that path 100%. up until he yes, dies. Exactly. Right? Oh, very good too. Obi Wan acted more as his friend, just like a buddy that you argue with. In, in which? In both of them, I would oh, say. Oh, you mean in, in, the, in a, the latter two movies? Oh, Attack of the Clones of Red. Yes, especially especially in Revenge of the Sith. Right, not like 
he Qui Gon was with him, right? Because if it had been Qui Gon, I think he would have respected him. There would have been that level of yes. respect because he had no father figure. Exactly. Qui Gon replaced the father figure. Obi Wan became his best friend. That's the difference in the relationship. So it's easier to not challenge in a negative way, but you know, talk back a little bit. Yeah, the sense of like you're not my dad, right? But, my father died. Exactly. Right. But but with Qui Gon, Qui Gon would have been his father role, and notice he'll do whatever Qui Gon says. Is he? He? You know what I mean? Yeah. At one point, you see when he they do arrive in Coruscant, and Anakin turns to look at him. Yeah. It's almost he, like, is it all right if I go with her? Yes. yes. You, oh, that right. little like, scene. Yes, he's good. like, yes, go. All right. The subtleties are what it is. You even see elements we had discussed. I don't want to do the bombshell moment, but. You see one scene when we're in Coruscant, and it's shot in the eyes of Anakin, and he's looking at Palpatine. I love that moment. Right? You're right. And it's so subtle, I've never noticed that before, but it is. It's Anakin's point of view, looking at Palpatine. Yes. You Did know. you catch that? No. When they, he arrives in Coruscant, the camera is going through his view. The camera's low, and we're looking up at everybody. Palpatine in particular. Wow, and I don't know if he does this in any other movie, but no. he did it. He did it with C three PO saying goodbye to Anakin. Yeah, and you see the eyes of C three PO. You're through the eyes of C three PO saying goodbye. No. Interesting. Very interesting. A lot right, more. Maybe things. the goodbye is much bigger because when do we see C three PO and them cross again? Is he he meets him in Attack of the Clones? And takes him out of Tatooine. Yeah, I don't remember. I have to rewatch it. I don't want to say because I, I have to. Well, because I'm trying to remember how C three O C three PO kind of ends up where he does I in New Hope. He, you know, we know he goes back. We know he goes back. Right. Of course. So you you want to assume that he gets him, and he probably takes three PO with him. Yeah, that's probably what he does. Well, we're gonna rewatch Attack of the Clones. Yeah, so stay tuned for the next. Episode. Oh yeah, episode. But yeah, crazy, really good, and also Natalie Portman's character and everything, and. Uh, how she wants to go back to Naboo, but such a badass, right? Definitely such a badass. Totally Leia's yeah. mother, yes, without a doubt, yes. Uh, all about her people, you know what I mean. But the thing is, too, though, there's one particular scene that really just went over my head when I was a kid. The Iago-like elements of Palpatine with uh, the Queen. With Whispering Padme. in Padme's at ear. Phantom Menace. Yes, when they're at that big giant uh, Senate meeting or whatever it is, uh, where all the different uh, delegates of the galaxies, uh, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. planets are there. And, you know, he's, she's telling her that, you know, Chance of Valorum, you know, he, this is when he, his, the his strength crumbles. Yeah. Move for a vote of no, no confidence, confidence against him. Yeah, to to have a new vote he knew for that a new he chancellor. Would, he would be chancellor. He would win. Total manipulation. And the way he just comes in her ear like that, it's Shakespearean-like, it's theater-like. It's Iago. Yes. It's not because we think that and he's helping. And you know right? what's brilliant? He's like this little guy whispering over your shoulder because he comes into her, whispers, and then he goes back and he's out of the scene now. Yep. And then she says it. I'm like, this is amazing stuff. Yeah. Why do people hate this movie? <laughs> Well, I I admit I was too hard on this, especially during my college years. That's when, like, that was when it was cool to hate the Phantom Menace, you know. Sure. But like, but when I was a kid, I enjoyed it. But there was still things I didn't like. But now, as an adult, like that is so well done. How he comes in there, whispers, and leaves, 
And then you could see her face absorbing it. And then she says it. And when she does say it, you can almost tell she regrets it. There's a moment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like she's like unsure of this. That was a great scene. It is a great scene. Right. And that's followed up later when she tells him she's going back to Naboo. You notice and leaves, that? And he has almost. Did you notice that? He's got a smirk. smirk. But it, it cuts so quickly because like it's cutting and we slightly see the smirk and it cuts. Really? Like it's it's like, did I just see that? Was I sure? Because it's the Phantom Menace. You know? Wow. Really good stuff. And then she goes back to Naboo because she doesn't want to abandon her people. And we get, in my opinion, the greatest lightsaber battle. Period. Well, first you get the Gungan battle. Oh my God. That's right. How could I forget? Which is very cool. <laughs> I adore the battle for Naboo. It's right. unlike anything we've seen. Obviously, Hoth is one of the best. But I like this for how completely different it was. You get these cool energy shields oh, that go over the gun. It's, it's a different creatures. style of weapon. You can almost compare it to like the bow and arrow meets like the rifle. Yes. Yes. And how about the march, the, the oh, new march God. music? Ba, 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 I, that's one of my favorite themes. Ba, ba, ba. I, I forgot how menacing the droid army is in this film. And yeah, they're almost silent too. That's the tanks what, are yes. floating in. They're creepy because there's no noise. Yes. They're no death sound. machines. Sound exactly. design. Sound design. Yes. Love it. You just and then you hear the <laughs> of the ba, footsteps. Ba, 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 and just this and it their feet marching. Right with the music. Yes. And then first I love it because those poor Gungans are in the shields. They have those incredible lizard creatures that are connected and they're making the whole shield around them. And once the Trade Federation, those big, awesome hovering tanks, realize they're not going to penetrate that shield, they stop. The firing stops, and it's silent, and there's no music. And you're sitting there, and the poor Gungans. Steady. Right. Steady. <laughs> Jar Jar. And then the, that, that guy, I love it, the guy who's saving Jar Jar constantly, he's like, ouch time. Mm -hmm. I felt so bad for them because they know, like, they're gonna like ouch time means death. They're gonna get slaughtered. Yeah, and, and, and in the most comical then, way possible. And then they walk through <laughs> oh, the energy shield. That is scene cool. is amazing because they just come through it like that. That scene is great, great. And then the, I love the energy balls that they throw at the droids and everything. That is cool stuff. Yeah, but they're just mowing them down, and, and there's no human emotion. They're completely dehumanized. The droid army. And it's funny, I never felt that until old, like older, you see the themes of like World War II kind of feeling yeah. with the dehumanization of the enemy, you know what I mean? And of the army, you know, not to have any pity. You just go in there, you're a soldier, and you just kill and destroy. It's <laughs> not to mention the, the great a aspect that um, Queen Amidala is the one who comes up with the idea to kind of become allies in order to yes, distract. That's right. right? It's, it's all her plan. To pull the army away. Out yeah. from, from the city. Naboo. Yes. Yeah, yeah. From the yeah. city. So she can get in there with her. And at the same time, this is happening, right? So Queen Amidala and the crew go in. Yeah. And they get as far as they can. And then those doors open. <laughs> and you see... The my, greatest. My dude. My dude. Dude, I had... When he, he's got his uh, eyes closed and he opens them and looks at all of them he, and then it starts... Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Oh, tell me the hairs oh, on yeah. your arm weren't standing oh, up. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, and the the response too, it's like we'll handle this. We'll go around, and yeah. then he pulls the cloak back, and you finally the whole movie. You don't even know what his what's he working with. What's the hairstyle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, he, is he rocking a mullet? Yeah, right. What what do we got Dude, here? And it's horns. It's horns. Horns. <laughs> yep. And like, oh, you're like, oh my god! Like he literally looks like a devil. Not to mention what what comes there. The first. Of and the only yes. in the Star Wars universe True. that we've seen the, the double, double lightsaber. The double lightsaber. How epic that is! Because for, you only seen it once, the one side when they when they clash in Tatooine. Yes, and then you see the other side go, and you're just like, oh my god! Everyone, that's when everyone shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back then. Yes. Yeah. I did. I did now. Oh yeah. That was unbelievable and well choreographed. The fight. greatest choreographed fight. <sighs> In film history for me. Yeah. But also, also, you know what it is to the incredible buildup. There is, folks, rewatch this. There is great tension and buildup because you're waiting. You know. You know they're going to clash because Maul is. He's on the hunt. Yes. He's on the hunt and you're waiting. And then how crazy it is. He was waiting that whole time behind those doors. You're not getting through here. And he was waiting and meditating, and they opened, and his eyes went up, like you said. Yep. And they still don't know what he is. That's what's so cool. They still haven't figured out he's a he's a as a lord of the Sith. They assume, because the Sith hasn't been around for millennia. Exactly. So they're like, "What is this? Whatever it was, he was trained in the ways of the Force, but it's the dark side of it." Oh my God. Not to mention, you know, I obviously have. I'm one of the type of people who've only really followed the movies. Right. Like I don't know any of the books or anything like that, yeah. so it, it makes me as a fan of just the the movies alone. You know, he talks about the revenge factor of like we'll reveal ourselves to the Jedi, we'll have revenge. Yeah, let's we'll it's have like, revenge. What's the story behind that? You know, how to, how far exactly. back does right. that go? Well, Knights of the Old Republic, right? Which right. Exactly. I can't wait to play because I'm sure that may go into it. It's fantastic. Yeah, like that's the whole thing. It, see, that's the other thing. All these little lines that are said. Add to the tension and add to the build-up of the world because I didn't even catch that. What are they getting revenge over? Well, the Sith yeah, right. were wiped out. <sighs> or supposedly, right? Or so it seems. Yes. Yeah. Seems. See, it's so well done. And the fight, my God. So going out, finally going back to that moment where um, they're battling and it looks like they're in some kind of super uh, generator. Uh, it's like it's powering the city or the planet, mm-hmm. whatever's going on in yeah. this place, or, or some sort of shield. Yeah, we don't yeah. you don't really get a vibe of like what room they're in exactly, but yeah. But he- <laughs> talk about great, you know, another example of just beautiful world oh, scenery. You know, the scenery in every scene is great, really is. And then you get to that moment where, well, before that, you just have you have duel of the fates playing, and they're just throughout the entire out. scene and. Isn't that just one of the greatest? Oh, it's the best scores. Of Not all to mention, time. you have no the space battle. That space battle exists That's as a separate element happening at the same time. Do you know, time? Yeah, do you know yeah, I forgot exactly. all about that? I for- totally forgot about that space battle. And you really have three epic <laughs> storylines going. He on. shows you how amazing the movie is. That <laughs> a, a battle in space is like, oh, I forgot there was a battle <laughs> yeah, in space. Yeah. You have the whole thing, the shootout with Amidala trying to get in there to capture the viceroy. And then you have the Gungan battle. The Gungan battle. Okay. And then you have the space battle. And you have the epic duel. Like, duel. Yeah. All at the same time. It's incredible. So by the end, you are cutting from 
all of this epicness happening at the same time where the stakes are high. So I want everybody to shut up that it's bad (laughs) because that is an achievement just from a filmmaker's perspective. It's a lot. To try and design, we're going to have a space battle while we're having a battle in the woods and we're also going to do a lightsaber duel. Oh, and by the way, she's also progressing through Naboo to try and get to the Viceroy and capture him. All happening at the same time. George, I don't think we could do We're doing it. Yeah. They gave me the money. We're doing it. And Gung- meanwhile, like Gungans and the spaceships are getting destroyed. Right. Like, it's not like there aren't any casualties. Like, there's death. So at this at one point where the Gungans give up because they're all getting wiped out. Yeah, they retreat. And they retreat. They have like, like we can't hold this line. I hope she's doing what she's got to do. You know, it's almost like the black gate with Frodo. Like right, you exactly. get an all his lost moment for sure. You totally do. And Anakin's th- ship goes once he goes into the uh, hangar accidentally. Oh, I love that. The ship overheats. There, uh, Jar Jar's captured and now about to. You know, you don't even know. Be murdered, uh, executed, yeah. or you, you have know, no idea. In prison. And and it, they they. It, they explain why he can fly the ship because he's such a master pod racer. And I also forgot he built his pod racer. Right. He built C-3PO. Mm. Ray can build. Telling you right now. Right. And Luke was <laughs> fixing C-3PO and R2-D2 right. when he bought them. I totally forgot about that. Repairing them to get the message from Leia. Good connection. Oh, I can't oh, wait to watch them all. I can't wait. I love this rewatch. So then now... Uh, we get that scene that I didn't even realize it was no music. It was like, dun, dun, dun. You know, when they're separated by those red shield mm-hmm. generator things. And I love that Qui-Gon is just meditating. It's so powerful. He's sitting there waiting. Obi-Wan ha- is, is, had to catch up. So he's a little behind. And Maul's just pacing back and forth. And his stare. Never taking his yes, eyes off of Qui-Gon. His stare is unwavering. He's just staring at him. He's just ready. He's been waiting for this moment. Like, you could tell he's reveling in it. Mm-hmm. Because he even toys with Obi-Wan. He always he even does the whole come at me, bro, kind of thing mm-hmm. when he's like, ha ha. You know, it's like, like, like he's been dying to reveal himself, just like he says to the Jedi. And you feel that. So then the second those generator things stop, right? The second that happens, then they clash. And it's like, and then Obi-Wan, he misses it. The last one he misses. And that was just totally insane. And... Had he not, he might have saved Qui-Gon Jinn. Dude, I felt really bad. Oh, I got- we as the audience, too. You're sitting there right with Obi-Wan. And it's so like- quick, too, right? He, he does Open! Right behind him, too. Oh, God. Like a katana. Yes, <sighs> yes. You're right. And then when he does it... He looks right back <laughs> at Obi-Wan, and he's like, Dude. you're next. <laughs> and it's so awesome. It, it was great. Yeah. It was so good. Right. Everybody is screaming with Obi-Wan. Like, hey, you got to be in the audience. You're all freaking out. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that, why I, I love it so much. It was it was so freaking good. Regardless it, of the Jar Jar, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, when he does. Silly. Yeah, oh, it, it, Jar Jar, you know, it's bad for me, but it doesn't, it doesn't make the movie bad. No, it no, doesn't. I don't think so either. And I think I just, you know, oh, man. I definitely, as someone who also creates professionally now, Knowing how much work goes in to create oh, a world that. like that, mm-hmm. and this movie is—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a miracle that it all comes together. That's incredible. Yep. You know. So and then so Qui Gon dies, and then we have Rest that. In peace. Yes, we have that. Uh, 
that what's it called at the end the, they're doing the whole the whole pyre you know they're, they're they're burning his body well he he kills Darth Maul oh I'm sorry that's right With the the nice little split in half yes oh no it was great but uh, yeah so Maul dies and then he holds Qui-Gon and Qui-Gon says train him and he does it he's but you know what's crazy Qui-Gon isn't just asking to train him He's asking him to defy the council. Yeah. Right. And believes it'll bring balance. He truly, he truly that's believes the it. moment. He But the thing is, now here's the thing we'll see in Rise of Skywalker. Is it not just really Anakin specifically? Is it going to be his offspring that bring the balance? Right. Was he right? Well, yeah. I think at Luke, the cost. I think Luke did bring balance, but not all the way. No, because he was imbalanced. Exactly. That's the thing. So I think Ray, who I believe is going to be the granddaughter, is going to bring the balance. Yes, we'll see. Yeah. It was really great. It was good. And also, also, I love uh, at the end when uh, they're talking about uh, during Qui-Gon's funeral, you know, Samuel Jackson's character, Mace Windu, and Yoda, they're saying, a Sith, you know, but who, who died? Was it the master, the master or, or the, the apprentice? apprentice? Right, because there's always two. There's always two. Always two there are. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. even, you know, you guys brought it up in the moment too that completely went over my head that I thought was such a cool thing. And props to Lucas or whoever came up with this idea. The celebration moment, there are two guards behind Palpatine. Oh my God. And they are wearing an armor that looks similar to the red, to the the red, red guard. guards. Oh my god. That come later. So good. All that time later. You see where he got the inspiration. Yep. Like those are those are the Chancellor's guards. He, the, but he's gonna turn them, you know, and into... everything go. All the good <sighs> that he claims to have used his power for Changes now the designs. Switches to this dark. Absolutely love and it. He's always been the antagonist. Always. Yes, from the start. That's always. why it's important that he is in Rise of Skywalker. I yeah. think it is I think it is incredible that he's going to be in this movie. Because because he's always yeah. been the caretaker, as yeah. the Shining would say. <laughs> yeah. But he's always been the guy. But he's and, always been there. And like we were saying, he went such great lengths to be a sleeper agent. You know what I mean? For the Sith. Oh, he's working for himself, really. Into the Republic. You know how long that must have took to get into the scent, to get, you know, get a following and be voted in. And I mean, his right, master, all the while with his true intentions. Right, his master plan. There's no doubt in my mind. This guy had contingency plans if he ever got knocked off. Yeah. There's no way he totally did. That's right. Hitler had plans. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it didn't go away for you. <laughs> Thankfully right. not, but but we'll see if it goes that way for the Amber. I definitely think he had backup. All right, listen, should anything happen to me, this is what we're going to put in motion. I'm telling you. I can't wait. A lot of, lot of questions that I hope, truly, I hope this movie delivers Rise of Skywalker. There's a lot riding on it, man. I have. Oh yeah. I'm trying so to go in with low expectations because coming off Last Jedi, I was upset. Well, you know what? I was hurt. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna appreciate Last Jedi more 
uh, by watching everything in sequence. in sequence. Maybe same way you'd feel about Phantom Menace and the rest of I these know. prequels, yeah. I do think, though, this parts of, Fan, uh, of Last Jedi, particularly with the whole Canto bite stuff, and the, you know, it's, it's not particularly... My, well, we'll talk about it flavor. when we get to last. Right. Oh, but yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say, and we'll I talk honestly, about I think, I think people will appreciate it, or we maybe we will appreciate it more. Maybe, yeah. maybe I certainly do. I love that movie. Right. So yeah. So we'll go with the. I, I definitely think that this is a great idea, one by one. So I can't, I can't wait to watch Attack of the Clones next. Me too. I have not seen that in so long. Me either. either. So, uh, yeah. So I would say Phantom Menace, guys. Uh, definitely. Rewatch it. I encourage you, especially if you're a creative person. There is so much happening uh, visually, uh, music-wise. Yeah. Uh, brand it's, new it's themes. It's a thumbs up from me. Yeah. Right. It's a thumbs up. And I'm up. not talking put it on in the background while you're listen, listening to music or on YouTube or look at it. Sit down and watch, watch that movie. It's a very subtle film, and it is it is the world builder film. And it's 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 really, really smart. I still think that you should watch four, five, six, and then one, two, three. And the reason I'm saying that is because I love this movie so much more because I know what happens. I agree. I agree. I feel the same way too. Uh, I appreciated, especially knowing the arc of Anakin and knowing what happens to the right, mother. His children, you know, that oh, right, his, his children, children right, are. That, and, yeah. Yeah, and no. knowing who Emperor Palpatine is, it enhances it. Yeah, it like that last shot when he's looking at uh, Qui Gon Jinn burning on the pyre, and they say Master Apprentice who died, and, and then just the focuses. last shot is Emperor Palpatine or Palpatine looking and listening, at, looking at oh, whatever Qui Gon yeah. Jinn, and that's so powerful because you know who he is. Right. You know what is incredible though. Uh, before I forget the the scene, in that scene, Anakin is seeing. You know, Qui-Gon being burned and Luke will see Anakin being mm. burned at the end of Return of the Jedi. Interesting. So it's, it's, it's great, great mirroring. One thing I love about this film, it doesn't feel like anything else. You know, it really feels like its own thing. And you got to give Lucas credit for that. I do. I so, idolize the man. I know. I didn't, my, I Mike already know. loved it. He didn't need any convincing. I, <laughs> so, I, 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 I really... Yeah. Have, Fell in love with it the second I saw it, and I love it even more now watching it later. I, I certainly Regardless love of it. the Jar Jar stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, it does not ruin the movie for me. It really doesn't. It's mostly in the beginning, and then he's a, he's gone for the mostly most of it then, except until, in my opinion, where his comedy succeeds, which is in the Gungan battle. Right. So. I'll tell you that I really went into this with low expectations because my memory of it was, was not horrible. It. Yeah. And I'm excited to watch Attack of the Clones because my memory of it is even worse <laughs> than this one. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I'm I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. So yeah, I encourage you guys to try if you have the time to do a a, a light speed great uh, rewatch, great rewatch to Rise of Skywalker. So yeah, I'm excited to watch Attack of the Clones next. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, I'm Rob. I'm Steve. And I'm Mike. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this video. I'll catch you guys next time.